and welcome back to the Panty Personals. And there's a sense of deja vu about this winter, as it seems the other P word, pandemic, is not over until it's over. But as we try to figure out how to remain human and have a social life, I get to have some quiet, up close, and personal time here in my panty parlor with my amazing guests. And today is no exception. With me is a man who walked away from a legal career to be a Dublin rapper and a professional dog walker. It's hip-hop artist Nilo, whose lyrics, riffs and rhythms often chart stories of loss and grief and put their finger on the unspoken emotions, not just of life and love, but also what it means to be a man today. He's a concilla lad, and the passport says Neil Keating. And while hip-hop is his joy, his music career was once firmly anchored in punk. But now he describes himself as a guest in hip-hop culture, often collaborating and mixing it up with black Irish artists and musicians, creating a sound which is uniquely Irish and often particularly Dublin. Nilo, welcome. Thanks for having me. And let me first off say that you are not, it turns out, the first professional dog worker we've had on the podcast. Why are you serious? Because we had um, Galia Arad. Do you know Galia? No. She's like an, um, an American import uh, living here, singer-songwriter. Right. Very fun girl. And yeah. she also um, was a professional what? dog walker. That's amazing. Yes, indeed. Um, and of course, I'm a, I'm a vet's, you know, yeah, a child. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I have a dog and a cat that I got in lockdown. What kind of dog so. do you have? Uh, Jack Russell. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. like a proper mush. Really love of my life and all. Longest relationship I've ever had. <laughs> she's 14 Off years old, case. so she's, she's getting 14. on. So um, um, she's not as much fun in that sense. Yeah. Because she just sleeps a lot. Mm. And she hardly, you know, she, her legs aren't good and all that. But the cat that I got early in first lockdown is so much fun. Really? Yeah. So Is it just a regular cat or any kind of crazy? Oh, no, uh, no, just a regular. Oh, I am firmly of the belief of get your, your mongrel and your mush. Yeah, you're dead right. Your yeah. regular cat. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I love them. They're great. And they've been great fun in lockdown. They're a great company. Like, and where really does your dog thing start? Um, I think from childhood, like my parents had a dog always, you know, and uh, I've always just loved animals for yeah. some reason. Everybody loves animals, but well, not uh, everybody, which is that's weird true. Thing. Some people yeah. don't. Yeah, it is weird when you meet people that don't like dogs. I don't understand. <laughs> I never understand. I was like, what's not to like? <laughs> They're so simple. And some people have this, you know, fear of yeah, them, you know, yeah. really primal fear. Like there's a woman in our building and, you know, Penny is a 14 year old Jack Russell who yeah. has never so much as stood on a fly. Do you know what I mean? And she won't get in the lift with us. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that comes from childhood, probably getting attacked. Yeah, when I was very young or something. Yeah. Well, actually, I have to bring it up now that you've mentioned the yeah. word, um, because you had a terrible um, incident with a dog. How long ago was that? Um, I think it was, it would be three years ago in February, I think. Yeah. And uh, it was a big dog, was it? Yeah. So basically I was walking this uh, giant Newfoundland uh, that belonged to a friend of mine and uh, it swallowed, it ended up swallowing a tennis ball mm-hmm. and I was trying to get the ball out because like I felt like it was my responsibility, you know what I mean? Like it was happening on my watch or whatever. So yeah. I just kind of like didn't even think about it. And before I knew it, like my hand was in his mouth trying to get it out and it was like a a battle between us for like 15 minutes maybe and uh, I ended up getting like 57 stitches and two fractures in my hand and he, the dog ended up dying and uh, yeah it was just really like rough experience you know those things in life where one moment you're out walking doing your job having a good time and then the next minute you're in hospital for like two weeks getting like mad operations on my hand and stuff you know and it's still sore like three years later it's still like kind of like hard to make a fist sometimes and stuff god and all because he swallowed a, a, um, yeah like he had treated him in his mouth at the time he was such a messer of a dog like it, god yeah well now I, I i just brought that up because yeah. it's um it seemed to come up yeah, yeah, yeah we started but, heavy. But, but actually there is um a segue into your music here because yeah. it was part of the impetus was yeah. it to get back into music yeah definitely i think you know in life sometimes when you go so low at that time, I was like on the way to being a like apprentice solicitor. I think I was doing my masters or just finishing my degree at the time, and then I was like, "Right, if life can get this bad," and I felt really bad after. I took it really personally, mm. and I just felt really sad. And I just thought that why not like try mold it into something that I want, you know? Mm. It, it, like, because sometimes I don't know if you've ever been on the edge like that, down that low. Yeah. Like, I'm presuming you have. Like, yeah, who hasn't? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It almost feels like life's not worth living anymore. And and then I got that low that I was like, oh, actually, if I'm going to stick around and just like continue with this life or whatever, 
I'm going to try mold it into something that I want to do. Mm. I'm not going to live it for somebody else, which is what yeah. I was doing with the law stuff, you know. I was trying to appease the voices of what I thought everybody wanted me to do. My parents, society, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So then I was like, fuck, I'm just going to do music, you know. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to do. I had already started making a few songs, but I hadn't released anything. And that kicked me into gear, you know. It really did. I actually got better. As soon as I came out of the hospital, I was just better at doing it for some mm. reason. It was just like a switch, you know. Um, you, you referenced there the law. And, yeah. And actually, if you sort of read things about your looks and stuff about you, everybody goes to that. Oh, he abandoned a career in the yeah, law yeah. to get into hip-hop. Because people love a story. <laughs> they that's do, what, yeah. yeah. But that's not exactly no. how, because you had been in music before yes, law. So maybe yeah, let's yeah. Go, go back. Yeah, Wait, let's yeah. go back to the beginning. <laughs> so you're from Concilia. Yeah, yeah. It, of course, it immediately jumped out at me that your mom was a, a milliner, a hat maker. Yeah, yeah, she still is, yeah. yeah to yeah, me, that's yeah. very glamorous. She's amazing, yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> deadly. Yeah, you should see her study. Just the colours in there, it's, it's crazy. Like, And she she makes them, like... Just from scratch, like, literally, yeah. And they're, like, one-offs. People say, yeah, I'm going to a wedding so, or so something. Like a, yeah, a woman will come over saying, like, I'm going to a wedding here's my dress or like you know just tell her a little bit of the story maybe and then she'll chat to them for an hour or two and then make the hat and mm. it's it's a really beautiful thing you know when you think about Hats it that's very difficult to, to wear with the wigs i have to yeah, tell so you it's, I'd <laughs> imagine, yeah i feel <laughs> like you I have to get like a really that. big one maybe <laughs> yeah yeah or a little fascinating yeah, 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 yeah exactly <laughs> cool maybe yeah uh, she can make one for you sometime <laughs> well I, I, I will definitely keep that in, <laughs> yeah, um, as I'll, an option i'll pay for it <laughs> <laughs> but so your, your mom was making hats and your dad was a guard yeah, he right yeah he was a guard yeah and um your first musical love um on the surface seems like a million miles away from where you are now. Yeah. But your first music love was punk. Yeah, yeah. I started playing in bands, like, you know, growing up in an estate and there was yeah. really, like, nothing to do except for, like, hang out on the corner yeah. and with the lads, like, that are getting up to no good or get into music. So then uh, me and my friend Mark, who was, like, my oldest friend, we, he, he was playing guitar and I started playing bass. Well, you know, you put a band together, yeah. played a few gigs and then all of a sudden I was like, I love this, uh, you know, uh, and just kept playing in different bands for years and then... But what was the part about it that you loved? I think I loved everything about it like I loved the music I was betting to the music I was betting to being on stage going to gigs I still am like if you ask me to pick like a night on the couch or a night at a gig mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the gig every single time you know and I think that's what one of the reasons the last two years was, was pretty hard but mm -hmm. yeah so I just started playing in bands and coming into town and that was a real eye-opening experience meeting other people that were into the same kind of music yeah. and growing with those people and uh, eventually got to the stage where I was into like a genre called hardcore punk which kind of originated in New York or, or LA or whatever and uh, yeah so I started playing a band called Frustration and then we ended up going on tour of Europe and America and doing that for like five years and then we broke up And then hmm. I started hip hop a few years later. Yeah, I mean, so you were like deeply embedded oh, yeah. in the punk scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was everything. My the whole band life. was pretty successful. Yeah, like in, within a small scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And on the surface, it does seem like it is almost the opposite end of the spectrum in mm. a sort of a way. From yeah, definitely. But it's not really in other ways. What is it about both of them that attracted you? I think both of them seem to be. Well, hardcore definitely was, and hip-hop has sides that are, like, on the forefront of, like, social issues a lot of the time. Mm. Like, hardcore punk, you know, like, in Dublin even would have been, like, loads, loads of people would be vegan, straight-edge, like, kind of just, like, really, like, not not anarch, anarchist kind of view, viewpoints, but, like, just really socially aware of, like, what's happening and, like, yeah. you know, like, squatting in houses and, like, you know, like, doing stuff like that, and... I really enjoyed that side of things, like like the social justice side of things. And I think it's the same now in hip hop. It's like anytime there's an issue that needs to be talked about, most of the first voices in, in Dublin, a lot of them will be from the hip hop scene. You know what mm. I mean? So whether it's like, you know, someone like Mango or Denise Schuyler or something, something like that talking about it, you know, yeah. I think that's amazing to be able to have a voice like that and, and to be able to talk about issues, you know, is really good. And then the community aspect of both of them is amazing. Yeah. Uh, the DIY ethos of both of them is amazing. Just you know, fuck record labels, let's just do it ourselves. Mm. I love that idea, you know. And they're both outside of the mainstream. Yes, that's. That, I think that was the thing that attracted me the most. Maybe mm. like a distrust of authority, which I still have a lot of. 
and that's probably what attracted me mostly to it's gas that you clocked that and I didn't <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but they are you know yeah. they're, they're, they're on the fringes yeah. in, in a way which I loved yeah. that's what I love and I love the danger of both genres as well you know what I mean yeah yeah definitely um, so when you were back in your punk days mm. and you were devoting your life to noise yeah basically um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, like, how did the Garda dad and the uh, Milan Ramon feel about all of that? I think they just were confused, maybe, you know? Mm. It's only now that they've both really, like, my mum would have been really supportive, but it's only now that they both would come to my gigs and stuff like that. Oh, they come to your gigs now? Yeah, they yeah. would, yeah. Like, we played the Button Factory two weeks ago, and they came, They both came to that, and that was it was really nice to have them there, you know? Yeah. It's nice to get to feel that support, I suppose. But back then, I'd say they were just confused. They're like, this chap's just screaming on stage, and all these people are baiting each other. <laughs> I mean, I know you have to say it's lovely to have your parents there, and yeah. it is. I know. Yeah. But at the same time, I, in my experience, it also, it makes me more self-conscious. Oh, 100%. Because, yeah. of, you know, there's sometimes the kind of stuff you might normally be saying. I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so do you really love it when they come? I do, but I wouldn't want them to come to every gig because <laughs> yeah. sometimes I want to be free to, yeah. to, you know, to not think about that, like you're saying. Like, you know? Well, and also it's, kind of, it's a kind of responsibility I've always had because yeah. um, you know, my parents sometimes come to shows. And yeah, that, yeah. And, but, you know, it doesn't matter how you cut it. This isn't their thing. <laughs> no, no, so no, no. Yeah, I, yeah. There's a part of me that's constantly the whole night where like, are they having a good time? Yes, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, and I feel this responsibility yeah. for them to have had a nice time. And in order to perform fully to your potential, you need to not be thinking about that. Exactly. You need to be free and in yeah, the moment, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I love it, you know, that my yeah. parents sometimes will yeah, go sometimes. to things and everything. <laughs> yeah. And I love that they're supportive and all yeah. of that. But at the same time, I feel like I can't 100% give myself to the performance yeah. no, I when I'm aware that, that mommy and daddy are <laughs> sitting there. And where there. do they stand? Do they like, are, well, oh, I would never let them be in the front so I could see them. No, God, no, <laughs> no, no. They'd be no, in the no, back. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably don't want to be in the front no, anyway. No, they yeah, don't. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> it's funny, though. And once I did a show in my hometown. You mm. know, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, it's in, in the documentary, isn't it? it? Is, yeah, yeah, I've seen it, yeah. And um, terrifying, yeah. but also really lovely because also I also kind of designed the show specifically right. you know that my parents it was in a tent wasn't it, it I was, remember yeah, yeah, they yeah, put yeah. a marquee in the yeah. town amazing um, <laughs> and that was kind of the perfect solution yes like design yeah, yeah. an actual show for right. my parents and, and their neighbours did you right. curtail everything so that was specifically like and I didn't friendly curtail, enough to <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah risky enough that it felt <laughs> true to me but at the same time there was stuff that I was like absolutely not <laughs> doing that <laughs> no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. not today know, yeah, yeah not today yeah 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 that's gas so and did anybody in that whole show say anything negative to you, uh, like afterwards, no. or no, uh, no, no, not okay. at all. I mean, you're from Kinsella, but mm. you know, I'm from a, the pro- the proper classic, uh, you know, country town. Yeah, like it doesn't, it didn't have a town hall to do the show. Right, so okay. that's what I had to put the marquee up in the local tire <laughs> yeah. business. Um, but um, it's one of those things I always kind of joke about when you're from a small town. Mm. If you you know get to some level in your thing where where the the town gets mentioned in the newspaper, on the mm. radio, on the telly, in relation to you. They are thrilled about That's that. That's a huge one. And to be honest, they couldn't care less what you're doing in order to bring them. Like, I think they would almost be just as happy if you were a serial killer. As long as the town was getting mentioned, yeah. you know. That's amazing. So, no, they were all, you know. That's so yeah, funny. Yeah, it was fun. And have you gone back? Would you ever think about going back since and doing another one? I think once was enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wouldn't I even... They would probably agree I was with me. thinking there, I wouldn't play a gig in Clonsilla. Why not? I don't know. Like, I, I have got offered gigs in the Clonsilla Inn before and I'm like, no, I want to go back when I'm a much bigger artist. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. If I'm going back, I'm going back big, you know? Yeah, no, I get yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I didn't go back and do it at the Christmas show or the, <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. whatever, you know? <laughs> and there was like a documentary crew turning yeah. up as well. So it felt real. Yeah that's, yeah, that's real, yeah. And it was, yeah, it was on the cusp of a few things for you as well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Let's go back to this. So you're, you're, you're in the punk scene. Mm. You're, you're doing, you know, relatively well. Um, um, Mammy and Dad, you're are a little confused, but on board, yeah. all of that. And then... You basically said, okay, I'm going to toss all that and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make mommy and daddy extra happy and do a, get a real job. You, you yeah. studied law. Yeah. Um, so before that, I had actually moved to Vancouver for a year. Mm. And then when I came back from that, I was playing in the band, like 
you know, for a good few years, like probably smoking a lot of weed, going out a lot, sessioning, you know, and enjoying life as you yeah. do in your 20s, you know. Yeah. And then I kind of got to a stage where I was like, oh, what am I actually doing? You're not a fear of like mm. everybody else's voices in your head being like, you know, you're not good enough or you're not going anywhere. And I kind of was like, Roy, what's the opposite of this? Maybe I'll just study law. And I, then I went started going to Minute to do a, a degree as a mature student. I think it was like 26, 27 maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I actually found that I enjoyed it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I started to like it, not love it. I just liked it. And I liked the feeling of purpose that it gave me mm-hmm. as well. And the challenge, you know, of taking something big on board that's not necessarily your passion, but yep. putting a lot into it. Yeah, and then and I, I just kept doing that, kept following that road. Uh, and, and I think it's one of the reasons that I, I'm doing good in music now is because yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Because if you apply yourself to something that you're not that into, yeah. when you find something that you are into then, it doesn't feel like work, but you already know the road. You know that kind yeah, of way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a degree like helps you with all that stuff. Yeah. Because music is an industry. It's a hard industry. It's probably the toughest industry, I think, you know? Like if I was to put the same effort that I put music into law, I'd be fucking rich for it right now, you know? Mm. But with music, you could put so much effort in, but you might not go the wrong road or might not know the right people or, you know, so. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like law helped me help me with that. And I do, I, I don't regret it. And it's a nice feeling to have like a master's yeah. in your back pocket if you ever need it. But yeah. were mommy and daddy thrilled at that point? I'd say they were proud, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. I'd say like that, my dad especially, like he he'd be like, very like into that idea of like you know his son being a solicitor and stuff like that and uh yeah like he's proud of me now which is yeah. nice you know you know my parents were always very supportive and all mm. that but it isn't their thing yeah and they never really understood what yeah. the hell i was doing running around nightclubs you know dressed as a cartoon <laughs> or whatever you know they, as long as i was paying my rent and seemed happy yeah. they, they were good yeah but they didn't get it yes yeah. um which is fair enough mm. um and then but then i remember when i opened the pub Right. Now, my dad knows what a pub is. Yes. You know, he knows a, what that a, is. And he knows a what a small business, business is, yeah, all that. Yeah. So he then became very interested in that. He'd always have loads of questions about the pub and want yes, to know things. Yeah, like, yeah. Because he understood what mm. I was doing in that part of my life. Right. Was there an element of that, do you think, with your parents? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think they struggle to understand music in general. Mm. Like, and how, especially in Ireland, it's such a hard place to make a career out of. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and still struggling with that. But like... When they started seeing me like popping up on the TV or in the Irish Times or something like that, yeah, that's when they really started to turn a corner and be like, yeah. "Oh yeah, he is doing something." Sort of like you know the village where you grew up. It's like, yeah, oh the names in the paper. You know yes, I mean? it must be real. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then uh, when I like, I was nominated for the Choice Prize last year, and that was a big one for them. You know, uh, like bringing the little trophy thing that they give you over to the house and like yeah. leaving it there, and like it just feels nice, you know. Yeah. Um. Because we walk our own paths, but like we do like the blessing of our parents, you know, it does make you feel uh, nice course, to have yeah. it. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I didn't always have it, so it's nice to have it now, you know. Well, you always want to feel that your parents, not necessarily approve, yeah. but are uh, understand what you're yes. doing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Like they're in your corner, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And also you don't want to disappoint them. That's 100% true. Yeah, yeah exactly. But some people have too much of that in themselves where they go so, they pigeonhole themselves into what they think they should be doing. Yeah, that's, which how, is sort be, of that's what how people become dentists. Yeah, shit like that. <laughs> I mean, some <laughs> I mean, some people might want to be dentists. Nobody does. Like, <laughs> Nobody does. Who says, I want to look inside people's mouths I all the honesty, day. Like, I was like trying nobody. To be uh, you're dead, right, actually. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm deeply suspicious or a, or of dentists. accountants. What do you think? Maybe same for accountants. Do, do people like wake up in the morning and be like, I yeah, want to be I an accountant? Yeah, but I can see that that some people like say, oh, they just like they like business yes, and they like. Yeah, and yeah. accountants can go into a billion other things. That's true. But a dentist can only, only look into people's and go, oh <laughs> and my deliver god, that's serious awful. pain. Like, yeah, kind yeah. of. I mean, I guess there's a satisfaction when you fix somebody's mouth. That's true. But ninety nine percent of it is. Yeah. You know, scraping. It's pretty tactless when you think about it, isn't it? It is. And that's yeah. the other thing. Yeah. Everybody hates going to see yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. that cannot feel good. No, 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 definitely When not, everybody, yeah. like, hates going to see you. It's not like a tattoo artist or something, because they deliver pain, but then at the end of it, people are really happy. Yes. They're like, oh, I love my tattoo, blah, blah, you know? Yeah. It's mad. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's probably this is a good time to hear some music. Um, yeah, of course. So yeah, you're yeah. going to do a couple of songs for yeah. us. And Rachel and Adam uh, mm-hmm. are going to join you. So t- yeah. tell us all about this um um, so we're going to do two songs One's called Under the Weather And the other one's called You Can't Go Home Again And they're from the album That I brought out last year Which was at the start of Maybe during the pandemic Around October 
I mean, yeah, all um, that sense of time is just... Yeah, it's gone yeah, out the window. Um, yeah, and the album's called All the Leaves Are Falling. And we're going to do two songs now with Rachel and Adam, who are two of my best mates. So it's lovely. <laughs> it's lovely. Rachel's on vocals. Yeah, yeah, Rachel's singing and Adam's on the beats. Okay. Yeah, let me get out of here. Um, let's hear them. All right, let's go. Maybe we're just looking for something under the weather Cause a part of me goes hungry, my demons are on the welfare All my friends are lonely, we're still dying with no healthcare hey, hey. I was in the kitchen when you told me I was in Vancouver when you phoned me I write songs like all the obituaries But that might be the old me I think that's the old me and maybe this is a symbol of the way things are I'm scraping pennies just to pay the road tax on my car And the housing markets are gone through the roof My one bedroom apartment on the edge of town is proof That the way things are going is fucked up The rich are getting richer and it doesn't look good You wanna take a look at the suicide rates in my hood The answer you can't find in the bottle book is our Bible I was on the late night dial up Asking Jeeves for answers to the keys to survival Might just have to call me when you find them Buried in the couch or in my mind love I was on a seek and you shall find buzz I was in the kitchen when you told me I was in Vancouver when you phoned me I write songs like all the obituaries But that might be the old me I think that's the old me Alright, this song's called You Can't Go Home Again Fight with you. I'd take a plane right through the sky If it meant I'd spend the night with you If that'd be alright with you hey. And when I look into your eyes I see the universe is lighting up And that's enough to lighten my load I follow all the darkest roads that steer home Maybe that's the only home I've ever known I don't wanna fight with you I'd take a plane right through the sky If it meant I'd spend the night with you If that'd be alright with you Ay. And when I look into your eyes I see universe is lighting up And that's enough to lighten my load I follow all the darkest roads that steer home Maybe that's the only home I've ever known Back in Berkeley in the bay when Mac Dre died I know some days I'm hurting but some days I see blue skies But I paint my soul and my heart in this art I'm starting to act like these things don't matter I'm burning through dreams like shatter Root of pain is attachment I'm last year catchment area Like phony politicians that build up promises without caring Scary how much we're sharing Like Limewire, Torrent, Perrin I gave this city my all and my all is all but lost its bearings I don't wanna fight with you I'd take a plane right through the sky If it meant I'd spend the night with you That'd be alright with you Ay. And when I look into your eyes I see universe is lighting up And that's enough to lighten my load I follow all the darkest roads that steer home Maybe that's the only home I've ever known Let's go, Rach Yours is the only love I've ever known Now I understand I should have showed you and time passes and I'm getting old And I can feel this weight upon my shoulders And it's you on my mind Now that it's colder mm-hmm. I know you'll be just fine Now that I told you Come back home now Come back home now Come back to me Come back home now Come back home now Back to me, come back home now, come back home now, come back to me, come back home now, come back home now. And I don't wanna fight with you. I'd take a plane right through the sky if it meant I'd spend the night with you. If that'd be alright with you. And when I look into your eyes, I see universe is lighting up. That's enough to lighten my load. I follow all the darkest roads that steer home. But maybe that's the only home I've ever known. And I don't wanna fight with you. I'd take a plane right through the sky if it meant I'd spend the night with you. That'd be alright with you. And when I look into your eyes, I see universes lighting up And that's enough to lighten my load I follow all the darkest roads that steer home Maybe that's the only home I've ever known
Gorgeous. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> how, how long have you guys been doing stuff together? Um, not that long, since last year only. Yeah, um, me and Adam have been working together for a few years. And then uh, Rachel came on board like last year. Yeah. But usually we have like a band of what, maybe like eight or nine people. Yeah. To play a full gig. Like, yeah. Like, uh, you know, with saxophone and stuff like that as well. Yeah, I've watched yeah. all your videos. Yeah. Because you know, I do all the research. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I was actually a little surprised when I started watching the videos. Uh, to see that the live show is it's a full on yeah it's nice yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a little party you know yeah this one's for my brothers in Blanchestown and my sisters who wear the crowns if you're lost I pray that you're found we lay too many in the ground in the early tens staring at life with a grayer lens looking at Alexa asking questions like God knows when can we move out to the suburbs I can't pay the rent and the money's been wearing two faces like it's Harvey Dent It's got me staring down in an empty palm like it's hardly spent I'm about to skip on food in April and it's hardly Lent But I could have for length About how politics is crooked as a dog's hind legs And the economy's built on equal people counting tents I can see them now, the tents kept low Behind all fences and all friendships are long gone cold Without the lampsip And everybody that's in the band is my friend, most importantly. So that's like, it's just always great crack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, most of my, um, you know, gigs are alone. Mm. And, yeah. um, and then, you know, you finish and if it all goes well and people are like, yeah. Yeah. And then you walk off and you're in the dressing room all on your own. That's It's just thing. a weird thing. Yeah. And so occasionally, um, like for, I toured with this show called Riot, which was like a cast mm. yeah, of 20. Yeah. And it's just so much more fun yeah. to, you know, you're back in the dressing room with 15 nuts. Yeah. And, and there's the after show booze then yeah. as well. You have a little party and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. so much prefer that. Yeah, it's, no, yeah. it's much more fun. Yeah, definitely. And all the pressure isn't totally on you. Either. Yes, exactly. Other yeah, people yeah. can fuck up. <laughs> but I suppose there's the other side of it then. If you're a solo, you can make more money, you know. Mm. But then... You have to travel on your own. Yeah, mm. It's hard. One of the things I want to tell you, because um, you've described yourself as being you know, a guest in another culture in mm. a way. Talk to me about that. And can an Irish fella, yeah. you know, from Clonsilla and all that, um, be a, a hip hop artist? Yeah. I've said that in interviews and conversations, like feeling like a guest in a culture. But that, I don't think that defines, you know, what, like, say, a white rapper is or anything yeah. like that. I think that's just more how to act in the culture. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Don't be like going in, dropping all the slang, trying to be American if yeah. you're like just a white dude from Dublin. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like you have to, in order to pay respect to the culture, you have to come with the authenticity, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's how where I feel like that guest thing comes in, you know what I mean? And also to not just surround yourself with this people that look like you. Yeah. And that's one of the beautiful things about... I feel like now I've gotten a second chance in music because I started with the punk bands and that was for the most part just rooms full of dudes. Yeah. That's all it was, baiting each other, you know? And it was great crack. But I look back on pictures of that now, I'm like, oh, it's almost fucking embarrassing. It's yeah. just like a sausage fest every gig, you know? And now the world has changed so much now that like hip hop is has so many women and and uh, people from all different ethnicities and I'm getting a chance now to like like have friends that I didn't have growing up that mm. have come from different places and have different experiences yeah. in life, you know? And I think that's a huge part of it for me as well. You know, it's lovely. Mm. Like, it really is nice. Um, well, because actually it's been one of the really interesting things about doing these podcasts over the last X number of years. We've had people like JLOL and mm. uh, Tolu and yeah. all, all amazing, know, like, yeah. Speaks and yeah. whoever, yeah. Jafaris. Um, to see, you know... Um, a sort of a, a, a kind of a new excitement in mm. Irish culture, um, you know, blending elements from all over. Mm. Um, it, it feels like something very fresh mm. and exciting in a way that I haven't really felt about Irish things in, in, a, in a long time. Mm. Yeah, um, same. And it's, it's very exciting to see what it's beginning to create and to th imagine what might eventually come out and what it might eventually look like. Mm. Um, I mean, is that part of the excitement for you? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's amazing right now. Mm. And it's going to get crazier because every yeah. every few months, like a new artist will come out and you're like, yeah. oh, these are pushing it forward even more. Mm. Um, 
and it's so new and I think we're we're unique in that f- way that it's so new because England you know they've had like grime and stuff yeah. for a long time and like I suppose we're just reaping the benefits of the like immigration mm-hmm. here in the 90s and 2000s you know mm-hmm. we actually have like Irish African people now like contributing to Irish culture making yeah. it like such a just making amazing music and it's so nice to yeah. see and it's it's an honor to be a part of it to be honest like yeah. it really is an honor and all the artists that you mentioned there like i've had i either have songs with them or i've played gigs with them or i'm friends with them and that's mm. such a nice like thing to be a part of and everybody's so helpful you know there's no yeah. really attitudes or anything like that everybody wants to see the scene grow and it will yeah you know like in 10 years we're gonna be like it's gonna be crazy over here. Yeah, it really is. Like, but even yeah. just um, my first proper gig back after you know all the lockdowns, and yeah, was the mother block yeah. party thing. And you Denise played that. Headline like, yeah. and she absolutely yeah. blew the roof off the outdoor gig. I can gig. imagine. Um, yeah. But I was just sort of thinking, you know, it's it's such a different, you know, Ireland than just twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also because. Um, what I love about people like Denise is she's also so authentically Limerick. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's no. I think in the past Irish people used to feel that in order to sort of have some sort of success outside of Ireland, they had to almost blandify mm. their references. They were afraid to talk about spar exactly. or whatever. When in you reality, know, it's actually the opposite. Yeah, you know? it is. The, the more specific is international. Yeah, exactly. The more specific you are. And it's the same in all writing. I think it's like if you talk about things that are very specific to you, people actually relate to that. They do, yeah. We, yeah, like you're saying, we had, a, especially in music, had a, this idea for years. Like it was such middle of the road music coming out yeah. of Ireland. And even you two are like that. And I, I like you two. But like you two, like, you know, Code Line bands like that, they're all great bands, but it's very, very uh, palatable non-specific extremely non-specific you know so then to have like Denise on the other side of that like just dropping so many Limerick references yeah. it's fucking refreshing you know yeah, what I mean? it is, yeah. and I love art like that 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 really just speaks to the person themselves and it's yeah. so relatable you know yeah um, accent as well is a huge thing it for is that as yes. well, you know it is yeah and and that's another thing because mm. you know for I think I'll, I'll, for a long time or certainly in rock music in that um, there's a tendency to sing in this non-specific accent yes yeah um and that really doesn't work in rap and hip-hop mm, and that does no. it um and so um i mean dublin is very much part of your dna and, and yeah. it's in the music too yeah and the thing is i know rappers that will go way to dublin when they're not from like there's people oh, that yeah, yeah. there's people that fetishize working class as well you know what i mean and and try to jump on that mm. like i grew up in blanche in, in, Cl- in Cloncilla. like there's lads two doors down from me that I talk like oh boy what's the story do you know what i mean but my accent was never really like that so i yeah. had to i had to like really refine like okay what's authentic to me and it's not too dublin and it's not american it's i don't know it's just the way i talk you yeah. know what i mean and try to work on that and get it out you know and uh but accent is different for each person as well. It like, is, yeah. It's whatever you want it to be, really, at the exactly. same time. Exactly. Like, who are you talking yeah, to? Yeah. Exactly. from Mayo. Yeah, but, you know, like, exactly. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I think I was really quick early days to be like, oh, no, everybody should be rapping in an Irish accent if they're born here, blah, blah. But not not really, because different people have different experiences. Like yeah. someone like JLOL or Denise has a different ex- life experience to me and they can rap in whatever the fuck accent they want. You know, if they're dropping limerick references, that's amazing. I love yeah. that, you know. Um, so but Dublin does sort of play an outsized. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's where I'm from. It has yeah. to, yeah. And I think all good art is definitely dipped in place. You know what I mean? For yeah. me, anyway, the stuff that I really like is when song names have like places in them. And you're sort of um, passionate about Dublin. Yeah, I'd say that yeah. I am too. Like I'm a yeah. blow in, but I absolutely fucking love Dublin. <laughs> yeah, I love it, yeah. Um, and it's, it, hard, it's hard these days to it love is. it. It's hard to love. It's like a, almost an abusive partner or something like that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't always love it. Yeah. Um, I always liked it, I think, yeah. but I didn't always love it. Started to appreciate things that I, about it that I didn't appreciate when I was right. younger. Like what? Like its size, for example. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like when I was younger, I just I wanted to be the biggest. You know. Yeah. You know, I had small boys, small town boys, and right. whatever. Um, and now I love Dublin's size. I mean, you wanted it to be bigger. Ceremony. Yeah, I wanted yeah, it to be like a New bigger. York or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I literally went to live in the biggest city in the world on purpose. Mm. You know, when I was. 20 or whatever how long did you live in New York for no I lived in Tokyo oh did you okay, yeah, right. did yeah, you live yeah. in New York now no alright did you spend no, time there I did yeah yeah so right okay I mean, well, I'm gay 
<laughs> um, but you know what I mean and, and now those things about Dublin like I love the fact how easy Dublin is and yes, you can wander yeah. into town and, and bump into somebody and yes, you yeah, don't yeah. have to spend four days deciding which coffee shop to go to that's you, you the know, thing <laughs> whatever all that stuff which is like London is that yeah, kind of vibe like that. you have to organise hangouts in advance yeah. Like, yeah, yeah yeah exactly but you're right that sometimes it, it makes it difficult Dublin <laughs> and especially at the moment yeah, there's right now, a, kind right. of a feeling like um, the people who are who have been given the responsibility to look after it aren't looking after They're it not doing very it at well. All. Like, yeah, um, it's so hard to live in. Like just in terms mm. of like the cost of living, like it's yeah, crazy. You yeah, know, it's insane. Rent it, like yeah. you're talking like it's the same cost like rent rent wise as Vancouver, which is a city that has so much more going for mm. it in terms of like I'm talking infrastructure. Yeah. You know, we have a beautiful country and a beautiful city, beautiful people and culture and all, but like the infrastructure isn't here to be able to justify charging you a thousand quid for a room. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not fair, like, you know. But it's funny you said Dublin's beautiful and I say part of the reason why I like it so much is yeah. it's not beautiful. Some of it is, yeah. And it's Some never going to be no, yeah. Paris. Oh, yeah, you know nah, what I mean? Nah, 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 it just yeah. can't be. But there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No, yeah, yeah. Who wants to live in Paris always? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I love Dublin because it just it's accessible and mm. and feels like it's, it feels very real. Yes, it's very real city. But it's we're, you're we're maybe it's becoming harder for real people to live here. Mm, I yeah. think so. Yeah, I think especially like people are just getting forced out. You know, yeah. Whether that's to different countries, different cities, or just like to me, they're killed there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just yeah, like. I got out of like a 10 year relationship recently and we both had to go our separate ways and, and I have a, a baby and like just trying to find somewhere for both of us to live separately. Yeah. It's, it's been a nightmare and we're still going through yeah. it, you know, and it's just as a single person hard to live. You it know? is, yeah. It's not fair really, you know. Um, It's funny, uh, I was going to bring up the sort of pandemic mm. stuff next, not because I want to talk about the pandemic because I fucking hate talking about it I'm <laughs> no, sorry yeah. but it yeah. has played this big outsized role and in a way I um, I, I feel like it, it reveals something about Dublin to us um, but I think it'll also give everybody time or space or forces to whatever to take stock of lots of things mm. about our lives including relationships and what you're doing with your life and work and music and yeah. all these kind of things so it is interesting to me that um, you know during the pandemic um yourself and your missus you know decided very amicably i i i, I gather yeah i've um, decided to, to sort of separate and um do you think the pandemic and all of that was part of yeah like it could uh, not be yeah it's been part of everything you know and i think when people are like yeah you're just forced to look at yourself more so like i think a lot of my breakup was just me looking at myself and being like fuck <laughs> like I'm annoying to live with. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm a fucking man. I'm annoying. I have yeah. bad habits. I've picked up bad shit along the way. But yeah, well, I think we just felt like, you know, it's going to be better if we're just friends. You know, I'm better. Mm. I, I felt like better for my son. And, and what age is your son? He's now? two and a bit now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. Fun age. Yeah, it's a great age. Yeah. It's actually the most fun so far. Yeah. <laughs> the first year is tough, I find. I found anyway. But the after two is getting fun. He's like waking up to the world and like yeah. saying stuff, you know, coming out with random stuff. Like, um, well, but like you know, me, when people have, have babies and you know, they give me the, the, the tiny baby, I'm yeah. like, it's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah. And now what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. like it when they're moving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. saying stuff. Chat to them. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. a bit of crack. Like, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> definitely yeah but having a baby um obviously dramatic change mm, there. yeah definitely yeah um it also maybe makes it harder to say fuck it i'm going to follow my heart and do music and, yeah. and not do the the law business yeah that's true um did you was there moments yeah there you? was definitely moments and especially with like the pandemic and stuff where it's like like I had no jobs I had two jobs before I, and then I had no, all of a sudden no jobs you know yeah. um, and that was hard because like you do you do look at them and you're like shit am I going to be able to provide and then it goes mm -hmm. back to the housing thing that we're talking yeah. about it's like how the fuck do you get a mortgage mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I'm living in the moment and if I look at I can look after him put clothes on his back you know mm -hmm. have a roof over his head that's fine do you know what yeah. I mean Plenty of kids are raised like in all different kinds of environments. You know, I think is if he's loved, that's the most important thing. You know, yeah. And and his mom loves him to bits, and I love him to bits, and that's literally all they care mm. about. You know, it, I wouldn't be the person that I am if I was going off and doing something else. I wouldn't be yeah. in any way close to happy. 
so that's most important i think you know and also um you know although the you know, careers in the arts and all that mm. can be um <laughs> a little worrying at times yeah. um they do allow you to sort of manage your own time That's more true, and yeah. Yeah. decide, you know, how much time you can you're going to spending with someone. Yes, and, yeah. um, you know, rather than coming home from your law firm, yeah, uh, working twelve hours a day exactly. or whatever they and probably you want to do. go straight to sleep then, you know. Yes, and also that. wanting to just kill people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know. <laughs> I found that I was coming home on a Friday and then going on the session till Sunday mm. to get away from whatever yeah. the fuck it was doing during the week yeah. and then by Monday you're fuming at yourself you know because you've had no rest like you know uh, yeah now I feel more centered a lot, a lot and yeah I feel a sense of purpose that's really nice you know yeah yeah. did you do, you do how long did you do the office business for I think I was in there for like three years maybe mm. but even before that I was mm. working in an insurance company for a year so I've had a good taste of that world mm. enough to know that I never want to go back like yeah. no offense to anybody that does it or yeah. was there with me or anything but like just not for me you know yeah yeah same no, as it's not for you no offense because yeah. even artists need insurance yes and a exactly yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and a dentist <laughs> yeah and a dentist yeah um but yeah horses for courses and it's not you know yeah. my course no me neither you know when you have a child and all um you know, most parents certainly want me to believe that their whole outlook on life mm. entirely changes. So did it? Yeah, it definitely did. But I, I heard before he was born, like I kept hearing this thing of like this immediate switch that people have. I didn't get that. But like that was more gradual for me. Mm. Like after, over the over the year or like over the two years, started to sink into it and really love it. I think yeah. at the start I didn't. Not, I loved him. Well, it's a shock, and it's beginning. a fucking shock. Yeah, yeah, your life is like not yours anymore. Like someone, I think it was Louise McSherry, like uh, described this to me before as, as like you go into a lovely room, uh, and the door locks behind you, and you can't never go back to the old room. But the room, new room is lovely, but you can't go back there. You know what I mean? like, and that's exactly what it's like, you know. And you just have to get used to that room. Yeah. And eventually you do, and it's fucking better than the room you were in before. Yeah. But it just takes a while to get there, you know. It does. Well, also, I think um, people like to tie things up in a neat package. So I yes. think there's probably a lot of back projection when people say, "Oh, it's like I just immediately I became this other person." Nah, that's um, not true. Yeah. For, yeah, for yeah. most people, probably not true. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially not for men I feel like men might have a bit of a different time maybe because mm -hmm. women have a more of a maternal instinct baby comes from them you know it's inside them for nine months before it's out yeah. whereas men are just like fucking like not that it's a, it's a shock for both sexes but like men just like need I think they need more time or something to, maybe they're more a little bit more selfish as well like you well know? there's also <laughs> I think there is a big cultural aspect to it yeah although motherhood may not even be appreciated as much as it should be in the same mm. sense women are given a certain you know expectation and respect around it whereas men there's still this kind of weirdness like oh almost embarrassed to be seen pushing the pram yeah. around Tesco that's very strange to me yeah I remember so going I over to a relations house and then and then being like, God, you're a very hands-on dad. And all I was doing was changing a nappy or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, how, how does that make me a hands-on dad? Like, that's just cleaning a shite out of my son's It's like, you know, that's yeah. not like hands-on. That's not being a good dad. That's just normal. Yeah. You know? And have you found being a father and all that stuff coming into the, the songs? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Maybe not as much as I thought it would, but like it's definitely come into a few songs for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, my songs... They bounce all around wherever yeah. my fucking head was at at the time I was writing it, you know? So it, it def he's definitely come into lines and I have some verses about him and stuff in, mm. in, in some new songs as well, yeah. Well, actually, um, speaking of songs, so yeah. you are going to do another song, yeah. um, Rosemary, mm. and it is a, a new song. Yeah, it's a song that I wrote about my mom. She's been so, like, supportive of me and, like, helpful and, and like, made so many sacrifices so I can be here to do... Mm -hmm. this even you know and still is so proud of me and like i just it just felt nice to write about her and every time i sing it if she's there like she was there at the gig two weeks ago when mm -hmm. i sang it and like gave her flowers beforehand on stage it was real nice like and she was up on the balcony in the button factory was just fucking ages away and someone was down the floor and i was like someone get them flowers to her and by the time the song started she had the flowers already and i could just see how happy she was and it was just like really nice you know yeah. um i feel like mothers a lot of the time don't get like a lot of the the thanks that they deserve you know what I mean the gratitude that they deserve they like you know a lot of times just washed over how much effort that took yes. and I think having a child myself 
that's you were asking me where that bled into the music probably through this or looking at the amount of graft that she put in mm. early days before I even fucking had a memory you know <laughs> and now I understand that you know and that's probably mm. where this song came from as well do you have brothers and sisters one sister yeah okay. she's older yeah yeah um, alright so let's hear it alright cool and uh, Rosemary I take it yeah. is your mother's name <laughs> I was brought up by the coast I'm a water baby I don't need a boat I just had a baby Spend me days Just keeping him afloat To him I'm like a life raft To me I'm just a boat To you your dad was just a boat I know it's not his fault He never sowed the seeds of hope I know it's not my call The seasons always seem to flow But maybe I'll adore you When the seasons glow One day I wear your love Just like a season coat I'm tying bricks To all my sorrows Drop them off the boat I'm tying balloons To all my memories Just let them go I was a fool for a quarter century, not anymore I'm done rhyming, I'm all foilet, I'm more lilac No more crying in the toilets of the oilac Too many people to let an empire breed My own mama know me closest, that's the God I see Rosemary, parsley sage, my home lady I know the cold of January's been in my bones lately I know the warmth of summer, hear it in your tone daily Especially when you're expressing poems to little baby I was drifting out in space when you saved me from the ether Put me from a dark hole and you gave me A little life, a chance to learn on this earth Will you praise me, sacrifice your whole world when you raise me Rosemary Sacrifice your whole world when you raise me I'm counting my blessings these days Essence of life is lost on so many Trying to take flight like a pheasant Getting grounded in the present just like my parents did I was sending screamers and black cats to the nearest kid Now I hold a home, three cats and the dearest kid We called him Jacob, I left him with his mother's name Can't pretend to know the depths of any woman's pain Patriarchal systems, I know there's men to blame Rosemary, Percy Sage, my home lady I know the cold in January's been in my bones lately Know the warmth of summer, hear it in your tone daily Especially when you're expressing poems to little baby I was drifting out in space when you saved me From the ether, put me from a dark hole and you gave me A little life, a chance to learn on this earth Will you praise me, sacrifice your whole world when you raise me Rosemary Sean. Good job, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous. Sweet. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Rachel. It's funny, I think if I asked my mother what do hip hop artists and rap artists sing about, she'd say guns and strippers or something. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but like one of the sort of uh, kind of recurring almost themes is, is a lot about loss and yeah. grief and all that kind of stuff um um of course now well, his not my mother's I- image is wrong anyway but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i mean wh- why do you write about what you write about i think i have no choice but to write about that stuff um i do love stuff about guns and strippers you know what i mean but i've i've no experience <laughs> yeah. in that you know what i mean and even when i was listening to that kind of music and i still listen to it it's almost the vulnerabilities in it that i 
attach myself to, you know? So my favorite music is when people really share mm -hmm. the most vulnerable parts of themselves, you know? And I just wanted to do that with my music because that's what makes me want to listen to it over and over again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if I make a song that I like, I'll listen to it to death and become the most egotistical person ever to myself <laughs> and listen to it like 40 times and then yeah. until I can't listen anymore, you know? Um, so I found when I was sharing the most about myself, it was the most therapeutic and it made me listen more to it. And I just think that's where the best art comes from, I suppose, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. Because it's a shared experience. Too. Yes, exactly. That's it. And um, yeah, people want to feel something. Mm, they and do. It's hard to feel something about guns and strippers. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're doing well, it. Yeah. I'm sure it's great cracking, yeah. really. Um, like, the song All the Leaves Are Falling yeah. um, is a good example. I was at your funeral. What, like three years ago but it came out like a year and a half ago or something like that mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah you glossed over something early um <laughs> that i want to come back to yeah. because i just think it's fun and interesting right you mentioned you know about smoking weed and yeah. when you were studying law yeah you did your master's was it yeah on around the legalization of cannabis yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. and and not just as an exercise you 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 are an advocate um yeah definitely I'd probably be an advocate for the legalization of most drugs, to be honest. Yep. I think that the criminalization of them just hasn't worked like f yep. across the board, you know, like you're lo you're locking people up for changing their own consciousness, which is not really yep. like a fair thing to do to anybody. Like there's already laws in place that say if I smoke weed or do cocaine or do whatever and go out and hurt someone, yep. it's assault. You yep. know what I mean? There doesn't need to be an extra conviction for the actual taking of the substance. Yep. And what you do then... I feel is create a world where people actually want to do that more. Yeah. You know, like Dutch people don't smoke a lot of weed. They do yeah, a I know, bit, yeah. but like it's people coming into the country for a novelty that smoke a lot of yeah. weed, you know? So I do think if you legalized it here, it would be so much benefits, like for not just tax reasons, but people getting charges. Like I have friends that have charges over weed and like can't travel to the States from yeah, weed. So like that makes no sense to me, you know, it really yeah. doesn't. Um, so that's why I kind of wanted to do something I was passionate about for my masters and like I really threw myself into that and I loved it you know I try to keep on board of what's happening but it's mad that that was about four or five years ago and, and then we seemed on the cusp of legalization medicinally anyway mm. and now we're still not there like and it's yeah. just like indicative of the Irish government and like how slow they are like changing legislation like yeah. you know what I mean also, they don't ever want to touch anything that might seem controversial. Exactly. Until they're absolutely exactly. forced into yes. it. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, the exactly. decriminalization of homosexuality is another good example. Exactly. Everyone's on board, but they wouldn't do it yeah. until they were forced into it because they just don't like to do things. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was watching your speech from the Abbey the other day. I do, it is true, believe that almost all of you are probably homophobes. But I'm a homophobe. I mean, it would be incredible if we weren't. I mean, to grow up in a society that is overwhelmingly and stiflingly homophobic and to somehow escape unscathed would be miraculous. So I don't hate you because you're homophobes. I actually admire you. I admire you because most of you are only a bit homophobic. And to be honest, considering the circumstances, that is pretty good going. But I do sometimes hate myself. I hate myself because I fucking check myself when standing at pedestrian crossings. And sometimes I hate you for doing that to me. But not right now. Right now, I like you all very much for giving me a few moments of your time. And for that, I thank you.
we've come so far. What was that? Seven years ago, or something like that. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah. So like we've come so far since that. Six years ago, gay people couldn't get married. I know. Yeah, it's, it's fucking mind blowing. Yeah. In, in Ireland, like yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I you know? was twenty six or something be- before I had legal sex in this country. <laughs> like. I mean, that just blows my mind. Like, yeah. I went to all my college years and everything, and it was a criminal offense. Oh, that's insane. Which like, is nuts, isn't it? Yeah, and we think we're such a forward-thinking society. <laughs> yeah. like, it's well, isn't it funny now? See, here, yeah. there's a little thing that you just said that I think is very instructive, actually, of something yeah. else, is, and we think we're such a forward-thinking society. We've only thought that for 10 years. Yeah, right, like, okay. we never would have said that 15 right. years ago. When I was a really? teen, nobody would have ever have said that would in the 1980s. Like, right. We were a backward-looking, <laughs> awful place, and we all thought it. We knew that about ourselves. Right. Now we have ideas yes, of conversation. Now this idea, you know, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. is a new idea that we're yeah. sort of forward-thinking or whatever. But in drug legislation, we're so behind. Like, every other yeah. country is legalizing it. Uh, and and this it sets, thing, p- sets young people up for a, a, a sort of a life that's been criminalized exactly, and the, all exactly, the things that happen exactly and that. then yeah the underground you know the, the the industry comes from that and they like weed is their biggest fucking seller you know what I mean and yeah. then it's just society would be better if drugs were legalized it would be obviously hard to do you know but yeah. you start small start with cannabis it's yeah. not harmful you know people don't fucking jump off roofs or anything like uh, yeah, that you know is weird, yeah. huh it's the cannabis one is so weird that, yeah. that people are so hooked up on that yeah. when nobody's ever done nobody's any, ever died. anybody on nobody's that. ever died think about alcohol and cigarettes like alcohol they might have gotten is, fat or something yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, that's yeah. about it yeah. or eating a few Doritos and watch the fucking yeah. Bill Hicks uh, documentary or something but like <laughs> well the other thing is that there are good exa- there are some examples like Portugal is a very good example yeah. for all um, drugs are, yeah, yeah are and, decriminalized you know, yeah. how beneficial that's been yeah it's funny though um you know in, in theory of course i fully su- support um mm. and i agree with everything you say about taking you know this market out of the hands of criminals mm. and you know everything that goes along with it and blah blah mm. blah um but weed has never been my drug mm. it's just never suited me yes even and i went to our college so yes. you can yeah, imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and and so I really tried, yeah. <laughs> and you know, had millions of you know tries, and it just always, always, always has yeah. made me unfun, boring. Right. Everything becomes so stressed. Like the phone Anx- rings. Anxious. Oh my god! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. how could I possibly be expected to answer the phone? Yeah. And people, you know, you know, weed smokers all say, "Oh, you just haven't, you know, done yeah. the right." It's not even really for me anymore. I used to smoke a lot in my twenties, and now I haven't had a joint in weeks. Like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> In weeks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like for someone that's like you know talking about weed, like they usually yeah. be smoking every day. You know what I mean? But it's not for everybody, you know. No, it's not. No. But it's also never done me any harm exactly, whatsoever. Yeah. Drug legalization is all about harm reduction. Yeah. You know, you legalize it, you educate them, you make a better product that's not full of shite. You know, it's just yeah, they're just not willing to do it. Yes. Yeah. Well, they won't even have safe injection centers in this. Big yes, exactly. Town, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that's slow. That was supposed to be three years ago. Or something, I know, you know, and it doesn't look like yeah. it's happening anytime soon. Yeah. Well, before we finish up, um, what's next? So I just finished writing an album. Um, me, Adam, and Rachel were writing away on that, uh, along with a bunch of other people, and um, yeah, it's been a really, really nice experience because COVID was like up and down in terms of creativity you know being stagnant mm. it's hard to get that um inspiration i suppose but then yeah i just ended up writing this album that i fucking love so much and i'm so excited to be sitting on it and um, so now we just have to put in the work and get it really finished um so yeah we're in the process of that but like next year i'm going to be releasing that and then playing literally every gig i can possibly get my hands on so well, yeah, uh, look forward to it. Yeah, and um, thank you, Neil. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Adam. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, looking forward. Thanks so much to hearing more stuff. Yeah, and um, if I ever need a dog walker for Penny, <laughs> I know show. where I know Give where to show. go to. Thanks for the cat. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. <laughs> My pleasure. The music. Let's <laughs> go on. That's our team tune, Lisa Hannigan. Oh no way! Oh, that's class. She's, She's amazing. She's deadly. People always think it's funny that I that I do the drag for it, but in the old days, you know, there was a studio audience yes. and all of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was you know, monologues. So there was like a performancey kind of element, um, and people talked to Panty differently Boy, okay. than they talked to Roaring. But then when it came down to one, it became more. But it's still this. It, well, first of all, 
over the years he started videoing everything. So there's always videos. So and nobody wants to see Rory sitting here. And it still <laughs> remains true that people talk differently to Panty. Or they feel more able to be more revealing or something. Right, really? I definitely feel like Panty can definitely say stuff that people will take. They take it easier from Panty. Mm-hmm.